Welcome to Earful of Dirt, the Major League Rugby podcast, featuring Aaron Castro in Arizona, Liam Poach in Boston, and Craig Gradelli in New York City. For those of you new to the podcast, each week the guys share news, views, and abuse from Major League Rugby, the United States Professional Rugby Union, along with the information on the USA national team. With all that said, let's get on with the show. And we're live. Welcome to your Full of Dirt podcast. I'm Aaron Castro. You can find me at the Strobro on Twitter. I'm joined with by Liam Poach. You can find him at at Poacher Rugby. And I'm joined by Craig Grudelli, and you can find him at American RFC. Uh, so we're going to try and give you a little bit of an update of where things stand globally with rugby, sports in general. Uh, not really dig too deep in on the science because I think Dr. Burke and Dr. Fauci are doing like a really good job when it comes to that every day. Uh, for the most part, uh, if you just listen to them when it comes to the the press conferences, I am learning so much about this infectious disease. They run a lot of stuff by us. We approved it. So it's (laughs) big for me. So, um, yeah. What are you guys thinking? I mean, this is, this is crazy. Um, what I'm thinking is I'm missing out on some, on some paychecks right now. Um, that's what I'm thinking, but. Other than that, though, I, I, obviously you need to support the decision. The safety of the public is kind of the, the you know, utmost importance at this point, considering the effects that uh, that Italy um, is experiencing right now, as well as other places in the world. So, yeah, you know, MLR just kind of needs they set the example and followed the trend, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a very unfortunate situation. I think a lot of small business, early businesses are going to be suffering. I don't think that it can be done about it. Hopefully there'll be some sort of support from the public or from the government for businesses that are impacted by this. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't see any way they could have played. So my, my yeah, biggest uh, request. I, I, of, well, I was going to say another really sad fact though, is that um, I, I've learned that I would not be nearly as prepared for the zombie apocalypse as I thought I would be. <laughs> And this, yeah, this whole pandemic thing has really proved that. Uh, Well, I mean, are you guys, do you guys got food in your house? Are you guys going to be good for a couple of weeks? We have so much food. Yeah. So, so, I mean. I got, I got, I have three dogs, dude. You know, I got a little, I got a backup plan. So you had to go to Costco. I have enough (laughs) for you to to make his whole life, so. Yeah, so, I mean, I've seen all the videos of people in L.A., people in Brooklyn, and, like, where people are not being very neighborly, so we're not treating each other, you know, like other people, and are not being orderly about this. Because, And this is what I will say about the situation. Panicking will create more problems because it exacerbates stress on the supply chain. But the thing is, though, telling the general public not to panic is like telling your significant other to calm down. It just it, you, well, you just throw I it mean, oil I, on I the know fire. How that, I know how that goes, but I'm just <laughs> saying that uh, if you're listening to the show, go out, get your stuff, okay? But do it in multiple trips. Don't just do it in a massive trip. Um, thanks, Rucky, for joining the show, man. Yeah, we, we're missing you too, man. Uh, but actually, I mean, I have your boy Rocky Jr. in the in my house, courtesy of you, man. So 
Uh, I'm just imagining somebody dressed as Rocky the Seawolf sitting in their apartment <laughs> 10 o'clock at night wearing the suit. What do you mean someone dressed as Rocky the Seawolf? That's not a real Seawolf? <laughs> Come on. What are you talking about? me there's uh, someone wearing a costume here? Uh, yeah, so the biggest thing is like rugby fans, I, I would hope, or if you're listening to us, you are of some type of higher intelligence because, or we're really low intelligence. I don't know, but uh, just, you know, respect your fellow people, you know, work hard, play nice, love each other, all that good stuff. Uh, wash your hands too and eat your vegetables. Yeah. Wash your damn hands, man. <laughs> Especially when there's not a pandemic, because that's what prevents pandemics. Kind my of. wife, uh, my wife did in the sh- speaking of shopping runs, did pick up a uh, six pack of Guinness today just so we could have a small St. Patrick's Day quarantine celebration tomorrow. So I, I mean, I'm I'm trying to limit my inebriation to one day. I did have a nice whiskey night on on Saturday. That that I, the picture of that whiskey you posted earlier in the group chat that was. Whew. Oh man, it, it was a good time. Uh, I have to say, uh, if you do, if if you if any of the people out there are whiskey nerds, uh, I did an entire mash bill of a uh, of a of a brand called Smoke Wagon. They're out in Las Vegas, Nevada. Actually, uh, very interesting. Uh, from their their straight forty six percent. Bourbon to this thing called Desert Jewel, which was like fifty eight percent. There was like five different bottles. It was it was a good time on on Saturday, all responsibly in my own house. So there you go. Um, As know, opposed to somebody else's house that you just kind of walked on in. Like, well, considering we're supposed to be social distancing uh, <laughs> right now, uh, yeah, you know that was the responsibility thing is not sharing my whiskey with them. But uh, I, I I think if I'm going to enjoy a I will hold off. I may hold off my St. Patrick's Day celebration, although it is not going to be beer. It is going to be, I guess, Irish whiskey. I've got Red Breast Twelve, Green Spot, and uh, this. Uh, those are both pot still um, distilled things. And then the other thing is a Teeling single grain, which is a column still. So this isn't a whiskey podcast, but there we go. Uh, when it comes to tomorrow, you know, guys, uh, just. Folks, celebrate responsibly, whether it's in your own house or you're able to get out. Uh, don't go to the club because no one needs a 250 to 500 person cesspit of jerks. Uh, are there any clubs that are still open? I, I mean, if you, clubs, if you I looked guess? at Florida. Even Ireland closed the pubs. If, if, you, if you looked at Florida, man, this weekend via Florida, Instagram. Man. Yeah, Florida, Florida was, man is just a walking disease cesspool. If, if, you looked at, if you looked at the people that were in Florida this weekend, they were they were having a rager, and you know I, the bars like bars were open here and there in Phoenix, but the clubs I think were the clubs weren't really open. I didn't see anything like that. The bars were. I mean, I think most people are staying home, which helps those who do go out. Actually. Um, I mean, the news is changing so fast. I, I feel like my my local club here, New York Rugby Club, had a social on Saturday. And at that time, that no one thought that was weird. Like, the idea they would close bars entirely hadn't even surfaced as of Saturday morning. And by Sunday evening, 
people are like, what are you going to a bar? That's insane. I mean, it, the news is developing so fast and the precautions are changing so fast that, I mean. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to pull the list up. Uh, where is it? Uh, it's all on Twitter because it's on my Twitter account at the Strobro, but I have a list of all rugby unions that have suspended play across the globe. Um, you may as well so, just be like all of them. I, I want to, I want to see like World Rugby to make a statement recommending all member unions, which they have not done at least at this juncture. Uh, stating, actually, let's make sure I'm correct. Um, and World Rugby would like to recommend that nobody drink alcohol out of old smelly boots. You know, like, uh, let, let's start with ground zero. No, no, World Rugby is recommending you watch uh, the Rugby World Cup uh, at home. That is what they are recommending you do. Just watch replays of it? It's a, it's a weird Venn diagram. <sighs> uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's what they're, what they're recommending you do. Uh, so MLR suspended play on, uh, what was it, the 12th on Thursday. Uh, for 30 days. Obviously, that will change somewhat based on the CDC's guidelines, updated guidelines that were issued uh, late on Sunday, which is limiting uh, all events of 50 or more people for the next 60 days. Uh, with that, uh, on Thursday, it was sort of the the great deluge of sports league cancellations unless you're in Australia. Um, where the NRL and the AFL are still playing. In fact, the NRL is trying to get a contract. They have a contract with Fox. They're trying to get a contract with ESPN to fill the content void. So there might be league games on ESPN this weekend, which will be very strange. Leave it to coronavirus to make rugby league relevant. God damn it. This is the weekend that I find out what the rules of rugby league are. So, yeah, so, so there you go. Um, and then on Friday, USA Rugby issued a suspension for, uh, what was it, also 30 days at the time and canceling all spring collegiate championships. And then there was, like, some tussle. I guess one of the coll- collegiate competitions that is independently administered but still sanctioned by USA Rugby was hoping because they, they had also issued a suspension to play the day before and was also somehow hoping that they would get playoffs. And the reality is, if you look at what schools are doing today, almost everyone will be converted to remote learning for the remainder of the semester. So why you would hope for playoffs, I don't know. Um, But they would have been forced into having like one team play another, and that would have been their championship, and it would have been stupid. What I hope... um, USA Rugby does is work with partners of Enscro and the sanctioned competitions that exist right now and provide a waiver just like the NCAA will for winter and spring sports and give a, a, an extra year of eligibility to these guys that weren't able to play. And if they want to have it, they'll take it. If they don't, they won't. I mean, just like these guys up for the draft in baseball and basketball, if they don't want it, they ain't coming back. Seems like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so there was some infighting there. And then if you pay, if you saw on Twitter, USA rugby has reiterated its stance on match suspension. I know there was, I mean, there was some weird stuff. I saw like, I had an email from my club that said the Arizona union was working on something and like, so that 
because they our game was canceled this weekend. And I'm like, um, why would you mess with that? Like, like why? Really? Like, why? Um, just follow the guidelines. Don't mess around. Um, well, Rick, uh, I, as far as uh, how we're keeping busy, I still have school, law school somehow. Um, it's still a thing. Uh, Liam's trying to, you know, he's trying to, you know, go be a, an axeman. He's going to go start chopping down trees. Yep. Uh, throw it, throwing axes, just being a lumberjack. I'm heading back up to Vermont actually. And then, uh, Craig, he's an investment banker and business has not stopped yet. I don't think the market, I mean, the market market hasn't closed. So we'll see what happens there. Not permanently anyway. It just hits the circuit breaker every day. Yeah, <laughs> it rarely closes. I mean, don't worry. So, we'll just give you another trillion dollars. So There's nothing to fighting, it. I mean, I get it. USA Rugby is going through some stuff right now, but the idea that you would play rugby in a global pandemic and you'd fight the order from the NGB, which they actually have power to do this. They have this power given to them by the grace of the Ted Stevens Act. Uh, why would you? Why would anyone fight that? I don't know. Well, um, right now, I, I think the perspective on this disease is is a little bit skewed in terms of the time the timeline that people are kind of expecting when it comes to getting over all of this thing. You know, even uh, you know Donald was on TV earlier today saying that you know we're looking at a potential July um, like a sort of end date for when the United States is kind of through the thick of it all. And the, even that's just a rough estimate, but I think people around the country are kind of expecting, all right, give it two, maybe three weeks, and then we can all go back to normal. When in fact, this is something that you kind of need to fight for the long haul. So when, it, when you tell the club that, you know, we need to shut everything down, just pull the damn plug, you know, they, it's hard to have a perspective in which that's not a gross overreaction, but this isn't a normal set of circumstances that the country's going. We want to play these games. We need to travel to Vegas, or we need to we need to travel to Santa Fe. But then, like everyone shows up in the parking lot to make the road trip, and there's only 16 guys. So, like, it's not. It's Dude, that was my college game, team, man. Did <laughs> you play the game with social distancing rules? If you just run within a meter of the ball carrier, he has to lay down. <laughs> You know, I, I just don't we, understand. We it. have like bean bags. You throw at each other. <laughs> just you know? don't, um, guys. Um, Canada, like, I mean, this. I'm not trying to dig too much, and we're not going to dig into the science. Pay attention to Dr. Fauci and and Dr. Burke every day. They have a briefing. It's I'm learning so much, as I said. But uh, to get into, like, this is the list of major rugby unions that have suspended all play, at least as of a bit ago. Uh, New Zealand has not sub, um, suspended all club play. Oh, um, it's a club and school participation in New Zealand. Uh, this is like that book they had recently about World War One when all the rugby clubs ceased playing. To so, according, I mean, based on their latest uh, thing, as long as the the event doesn't have. Oh wait, no, that was yesterday. This is today. Uh. No, nope, no. So New Zealand's lucky; they have no restrictions under uh, under events of five hundred people. So, but uh, yeah, they've also so uh, the Austin Gilbronies would definitely be able to play yeah, then. You know, uh, but so ended up. Uh, France has suspended all rugby training and competition response to COVID nineteen. That is indefinite. 
Irish rugby in concurrence with, I mean, this is how their statement said, uh, with provincial unions, Kona, Leinster, Munster, and Ulster have suspended all training competition from youth to pro 14 teams uh, in uh, like indefinitely. USA rugby, this was on the 13th, suspended all competition and training for the next 30 days. Uh, Scotland uh, rugby union has suspended all rugby through 29 March. Rugby Canada has suspended all competitions through April 10th. The Welsh Rugby Union, they were really late. Uh, they were, I mean, not as late as England. That was rough. Uh, the Welsh Rugby Union, but these, like, the Welsh run was really, really annoyed me. Like, that morning, like, the, before they canceled the game, it's like, the game must go on. The show must go on. We must get this $10 million. We that must- was almost the chance of the, the most American viewers of a rugby match in history was about to happen if that match had played. Uh, this is the only sporting event on. Everyone on Twitter, people like ESPN main personality was like, hey, if you need a sports fix, there's a huge rugby match on. And then it yeah. Dude, I, I watched marble racing today. That 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 that's bad. I want I wanted to watch sports. You know, I, I had NFL network on all day to watch free agent frenzy, but no marble racing was how I got those juices flowing the flowing this morning. No. I started throwing a soft Rugby ball at my 10-month-old. He's bouncing it off him. So Rugby Australia has suspended all competitions and training through the 2nd of May. England Rugby has suspended all competitions. So and, no Rugby League for Australia? Uh, no, that's, that they, they have a different governing body. Mm. Um, so England has suspended all competitions and training through April 14th. So as far as I know, the only two major sports leagues in the world going on right now, and I wouldn't necessarily call them major, but they are major competitions are it's Australian football league, um, and national rugby league based in Australia. So that and and, marble racing and, and I guess marble (laughs) racing, um, (laughs) The, uh, there was a cool initiative by the Suns. Uh, they're going to play out the rest of their season um, live streamed on Twitch amongst their own team um, on NBA 2K. Um, uh, MLR tweeted out the update to the Play Another Day campaign that details on broadcast for the e- MLR Esports initiative as part of um, our pause is uh, it, there will be more details tomorrow. So that that's going to be kind of cool. I mean, yeah, I think it's a great idea. If we can get some some groundswell from the fans, maybe we can get EA Sports to make a game that works. Because I mean, I know the I know the players have been playing e- Rugby Twenty all weekend, but uh, it's still kind of rough for me. But have either of you played Rugby Twenty? Is it any good in terms uh-huh. of? I, I mean, Rugby 08 is considered the best rugby game of all time. I was I playing Rugby 08 today, and it, I, I I find it really hard to believe it's the best game of all time because it's <laughs> so easy. It's it's a total button masher. So if you played, like, so was it uh, Madden 2008? Yeah, you, I love Madden 08 too, and man. You, and you compared the two? Madden 08 is like leaps and bat, like light years ahead as a game. Than rugby 08. What well Madden Way got the whole like games. Madden Way got like the whole team management aspect of of, yeah. of of football, right? Like that's what 
you know, made it one of the, the best Maddens of all time, along with that and the Madden 09 as well. Yeah, so I mean, I, in the pre-show, we were talking this a little bit. I, I can't remember what game it was, but it was an older – I think it might have been Jonah Lomu something. Oh, the Jonah Lomu game was supposed to be pretty good. I, I had an A-Rugby game once upon a time, but I found – and I, this was – I was you know, only a few years into playing rugby, so maybe I – I was just not up to speed enough to understand it, but I felt like my intuition of what was happening on the pitch didn't had no translation into the game. Like, you know, no sense of like, well, you know, if we overcommit to this rock, then we can, you know, put it wide or like, there was no feeling that any of that translated into the game. It was just like, I don't know. That's L1, R1. Like, (laughs) yeah. yeah. So I'm looking, I'm hoping that this rugby 20, there's some intuitive, uh, rewarding aspect to it where you feel like knowledge of real rugby translates in some way to being good at this game. I guess, I guess we'll find out uh, pretty soon. It's going to be, I mean, it's just going to be an interesting eight weeks. Uh, just, you know, folks just pay attention to the medical people. Uh, make sure you just ha- get groceries. I don't care how you get them, but be nice about it. Like if you Instacart it, you know, tip your guy. If you Amazon it, Tip, well, I don't know. I don't think I don't think the person sticks around with the Amazon groceries function. Yeah. I think well, you know you, you disappear that. into the woods, hunt your own food. That's uh, my cash is like I have to do that. I am equipped to do that, but hopefully, <laughs> I, I mean, we I've got we've got like twenty pounds of elk in my freezer, so we're set up for like a while. I mean, like I said, ASU's transitioned to remote, so the so, only thing I have to leave my house for is exercise. In- so in, in Arizona, are you allowed to sell elk meat? Um, like independently, like I could, like do a person to person transfer, but well, because well, because in Vermont, it's like wicked illegal to sell moose meat. No, I well, no, I, I random think question. I think specifically because of like it's moose, but I mean yeah. the elk herds are kind of big up here, so yeah, I, I mean, I could, I could sell you. You want some steaks? I could probably ship it to you. Yeah, dude, do it up. That's if that's if I don't eat it all before <laughs> before the before the pandemic's before over, the yeah, it's over. But um, I have twenty pounds of hibachi rice in my freezer. Oh wow! Uh, I got a forty-pound bulldog on the end of my bed. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> it's like you know, that's like the craziest thing is like reading about like how this spreads. It's like so. Wuhan is a cultural center considered a pretty modern city, and yet, like where they buy meat is not the supermarket. So, you know, like, you know, it's like going to the stockyard. Maybe we're wrong, Aaron. You don't know. Maybe who said supermarkets are the right answer? <laughs> you have twenty pounds of elk in your freezer. You didn't get that at the supermarket, did you? No, I, I popped out of the truck. Um, flipped down the bipod on my rifle. Um, and I shot right through that cow elk's heart, and uh, she uh, she went down about 50 meters away. And uh, you know, it was that is, I mean, if you want to talk about butchering like animals, hunting is the most humane kind of thing, provided you you hit in the sweet spot, whereas your cows that you buy at the store. Like have a are shocked uh, elect with electricity, and then they shove a rod right through their skull. After being forced to live in like tiny ass little yeah, cages so, and like stalls, like, humane, and- like hunting is 
pretty humane for the people that aren't into it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I think based on it's, I think it all like what the MLR season looks like is really going to depend or what the, any rug professional rugby season looks like. I think super rugby, super rugby on the same exact schedule. So they're only in, they only did five rounds. This would have been, they completed their sixth, something like that. Yeah. So they have a bunch of weeks to go as well. Like unless the July internationals get cut and you move like say the ARC and the rugby championship to the right a couple weeks, then you know, the, the people in charge are going to make decisions on whether to play a longer season in the same window as international games, which, I mean, we did in year one, right? Um, and your World rugby needs to take an unprecedented move and just eliminate July internationals, at, at, period. Like, to give... You know, I mean, I just don't think a chance to play in some teams yeah. with some cash. I, I don't think they care about MLR. I just don't think there's going to be a scenario where by July people feel comfortable aggregating back in you know fifty thousand person stadiums. So, yeah, it, it's. it's well, I mean, luckily, I don't think any ga- any MLR game is packing fifty thousand. Not MLR, but the internationals would if if World Rugby didn't cancel them. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's where we're at. Uh, so five weeks into the season, are we crowning a champion? So, San Diego. Uh, <laughs> well, obviously, obviously the free Jacks are going to win it all, but you know, if, if, if I'm trying to act like I'm unbiased right now, um, you know, looking at the looking at the rankings right now, San Diego ranked number one in attack ranked number three on, on defense. Um, that's pretty, um, like they were, they were the number one ranked defense last year, so that's pretty on par uh, in in terms of you know uh, of where you want to be in a in a year to year jump. Uh, they're 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 the most they're the most consistent team out there, um, scoring points um, right now, averaging about thirty four point three points a, a contest. It's it's hard to find a weakness in in the San Diego squad. If anything, it's probably it's probably penalties. Just like last year, they're giving up um, you know an unfortunate amount of territory. Just a dumb mis. I don't want to say dumb miscues. It's you know it, it's miscues you see in every in every match. It just unfortunately they're happening a lot more uh, towards the end of the first half is what I'm seeing on my stat report. Yeah, uh, I think they've you know they they look. As expected, I think Seattle doesn't look as expected. They've had some injuries. The interesting thing about this is that guys are going to get a lot of time to get healthy. I don't know if they're going to get a lot of time to get fit in the rugby sense. So when it comes to whether you're a club player and your local union um, shifts the season um, when this thing's over, or I wouldn't say over, but when this thing subsides a little bit and you're allowed to congregate in bigger than 50 people and it's like 500 is the limit or something like that then you know uh if your gym is open um yeah go 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 throw some weight around um go if you you have the opportunity right now maybe do like a rocky kind of thing go out into the wilderness alone and you know just carry rocks up a damn mountain or something like that stay in shape Get get fit because one of the things about this this thing is that it attacks the respiratory system. So if you can 
just do things to add to your respiratory health. That's, that's really important to creating, you know, the personal conditions for survival uh, with this. But, um, all right, newcomer of the year. Got to be the New England Free Jacks. A player, player. Oh, player, player. well, then in, in, in that case, uh, I mean, should, should I continue to act like I'm completely unbiased? Uh, I mean, you can, you get, so this is, so here's the rules for, for Liam is a player from New England and a player from someone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Interesting. Uh, so I'm, Probably going to go with so from so from New England. I got to go with Mitch Wilson. Um, you know, close call with Danny. Uh, between him and Danny Collins. Uh, Collins, I think has been a has has been a has been has been the better okay, player. Okay, yeah, lay out some more ground rules. Newcomer isn't necessarily a professional rookie. So, oh, all right. Ask about rookies too. Okay, well, I mean, then then, then you got to talk about somebody like Bodine Waka. Um, you know, or um, you know, even. John, or, or even John Poland. Uh, all right, so yeah, too, too many players on the Free Jacks for for, uh, for me to choose. But I think I, I think I'm really liking. Um, you know, obviously Nanu out, out in San Diego. I think he's been the complete package just in terms of of on field play and public and publicity, um, and also in terms of being uh, somebody who's visible to, uh, to the fans and to you know uh, to the general media. I think uh, the Beast Ten Day uh, out in DC has also uh, up and along the, along those lines. Unfortunately, he just hasn't seen as much playing time as uh, fans probably would have hoped by now. Huh. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, my boy Johan Momsen yeah. as uh, newcomer of the year. Um, I don't. I don't need to pick a free jack, do I? <laughs> <laughs> You should. You should absolutely you should. pick a free jack. I, I do. If I'm going with free jack, I'm picking uh, Kensuke Hatsukeyama as a newcomer to MLR. Can uh, it? But um, yeah, I think I, we talked about him last pod, I think. But I just really like what Momsen's doing. I think he's flying under the radar. Uh, he's. Uh, if I had to pick right now, I think he's my player of the year so far. Wow. Wow. Big shout for Johan Momsen. I like that pick. Uh, I mean, Man, Momsen's had a good year. So I mean, five games, but he had a he's he had a good season that was abruptly halted. I think you know I like Jason Robertson a lot. Yeah, I really do. And, and just I would say the best halfback pairing right now is Tusitala and and um and Jason Robertson. That's that's my opinion. I think. I agree. The way they're, pl- I think, I mean, they're four and one, and it's the way they're four and one is different because because their scrums, their scrum and their lineouts are bad, and they're able to marshal that attack really well. It's not a set piece; it's an unsettled part. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you talk about San Diego too being so complete, which I think they are. I agree with that in general, but. That's probably their their biggest weakness to me is they don't have a really commanding halfback pairing. Yeah. Um, well, I I think I don't know. I I think if Nate Augsburger didn't get injured, hey, he's going to be get a chance to get fit. It would be interesting to see how Key and Burton paired well together because I think they would have paired very well together 
Uh, not that Ferris has been bad. Uh, Ferris has been very serviceable. I've been very surprised yeah. in his play because he, ba- he I think he got on the field for one game in season one and it was for like two minutes. Um, so, and he didn't play and he wasn't on a roster last year. So they're, they're all fine, but you're not, you're not looking at any Legion games and sitting back and going, man, those, you know, that fly half or, or Devin Farrell or even Nate Augsburg as much, I would say, are, are really creating these plays the way you I'm look at it. Probably like 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the way you look at you know, um, the DC team, I think they're really, they really are creating those plays from that. And I think, um, Similar in in uh, Atlanta, I think you have a, a few teams that have really strong halfback pairings that's carrying them, and uh, that's actually just San Diego's just not one of them. Yeah, I, I think they're just it's the whole thing that's sort of carrying uh, them in a lot of ways. Uh, so now to rookie of the year so far, since I mean we, that was newcomer, so um, rookie of the year, what do you got? Rookie uh, of the year meaning professional rookie, like well, yeah, professional rookie. Uh, I mean, I, I, I kind of already made my pick. Um, e- e- even in a non-biased sense, I'm going with Mitch Wilson on this one. Okay. Can I pick Robertson here now? And then he was taking the last well, one. Robertson definitely played professional rugby before. Yeah, I, 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 w- I wish I had kind of thought about the your, your, your differentiating between the two uh, categories uh, before. I mean, it's a harder pick because there's less like rookies getting a lot of starting time. I want to say... Julian Dominguez. Oh, he's but he's not. And uh, Julian no. Dominguez Widmer is not a sadly not a not a rookie, but he has been good. No, like, uh, well, ha, 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 did, did he play last year? Uh, no, well, not, I mean no pure professional rookie, like first year professional rugby. Got you, got you. So like newcomer being anyone who's new, and then so no, but but Julian put would you uh, Julian Dominguez in, into about one of my favorite newcomers then. Okay. Because he he has been a he's been a great player for the gold this season. Yeah, he's. And I, I, I I honestly like uh not I don't think he's on the same position as Blewett, right? Uh, he can. Yeah, no. so right. he can, but he but he also he mostly he a wing, it. whereas I think Blewett played a lot of thirteen last season. Exactly, but I I think he adds an explosive element to this Craig, to that offense, that very life. quick step. Upgrade your life, Craig. <laughs> uh, God's uh, sakes, Craig, get so, your goddamn um, shit together. So this is, I mean, I think Lockyer would be in there for me, except he, like, after that breakout game, he got pushed to the bench when Will Leonard came back. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, really, like, Van Schalkwick for me right now, I think he's playing pretty well. I think Kurt Coleman is also, like, the, I would say the two dominant halfback pairings so far have been Kirk, well, first Danny Tusitala and Jason Robertson, and then behind them is Kirk Coleman, well, Van Schalkwick and Kirk Coleman. Like they've been, I would say, far and away the best so far this year, as far as like they've been on the field together the most. Both those two pairs, like everyone else, is like rotated and shifted and been injured and all that stuff. Um, let's see, what's a uh, Player of the year for you guys so far. Oof. I already made my stake. He, he, he's like, yeah, <laughs> uh, hardcore on the Momsen. Tell you what, 
Yeah, uh, I mean, we started with the easier question. I already said he was my player of the year. I can't backtrack now. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I already kind of made that stake with Nanu as well. Yeah, I think Nanu's also played very well. He, he's definitely in there for me too. Yeah, Nanu is Nanu something. I like it, when maybe, if there, the Seawolves had a better record, I would love to go with Riker. But Riker's had a pretty good season. I, I have to say, uh, they've had they've had a lot of really good individual play. And it just, you know, only came together once. Yep. Unfortunately, it turns out the seawall was made of sandstone and uh, just crumbled. <laughs> so, I guess um, move of the year. I, I, I don't. I mean, I think Nonu was like as far as performance versus uh, performance and results far and away in his four games was like he was. He showed that he was so much better in like the skills. You know, just being able to toss the ball around in places that made no sense and that worked. Uh, so let's see. Uh, I think what was it? There was a player. You're saying move of the year, like transaction yeah, of the year. The transaction of the year for you guys, not on the, not on the team side, but that has worked out for the player the most. For mm. that player the most. Yeah. I mean, you, you you could argue that Geeman got you know Ooh, got, got, got got a decent three game stretch of starting. That. that was that that that's up there actually. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that move worked out for Zinzel and Puttick, who got uh, you know three games at fly half playing very well. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, Zinzel and Puttick is one of the best players in in the United States at the moment. I'm glad that he got he got some uh, extra minutes in another position. Ball. Um, uh, Michael Basca. Ooh. I mean, well, hold on. Cam Dolan. We, we, we can't stop. Well, no, Cam Dolan was on, on the gold last year. He didn't move this year. Oh, oh I'm sorry. For, for a second, I thought we were still right, on like for the player. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just. Michael Basca, <laughs> you know, just, I mean, for whatever reason, like, Holden Younger was stuck in the starting role, and we knew why. I think he'll probably end up starting again for the gold uh, when all this is done because he'll be healthy, fully healthy um, and ready to go. But Michael Basco went from a guy that played like five minutes a game to a starter. And, I mean, in that game against Seattle, he played – in that game against uh, Colorado, I think, uh, when that – they played or what? No, it was, was it Austin or was it the Austin in? I think he had a stretch of three games, like two games where he came off the bench and then like that start against Seattle. I thought he played very well. Um, so much that, uh, they named him man of the match. There's also, um, Jamie Deaver and Paul Mullen. Uh, oh man, talk talk well, about moves well, that benefited the team. Yeah, well, but both Deaver and Mullen, I, I would say, yeah. as a pair, uh, heading over I mean, to the San Diego squad. Mullen was, you know, shot up to the starting tight head on the Eagles very quickly. Got to play in the greatest USA Eagles game ever, beating Scotland, um, and then like wasn't even starting in Houston. Not that long. So he, I think he had a pretty meteoric rise and then a fairly meteoric fall. I think this is great. Yeah, this is a great move for his career uh, to kind of get back on an upward trend uh, with a winning program filling into a, a 
scrum that lost Patty Ryan, who's and that, but that the depth they have at front row, the way they're playing. I mean, I've seen Scott Lawrence just rotate guys, but the way Hoadley is doing it is like he's basically just starting a new front row in the second half, like immediately. <laughs> well, you can't tell because Paul Mullen never shows up in the lineup cards. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they, they did the last one. I was like, oh, it's right this week. I assume that he wasn't really starting then because I saw his name. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, they've – you know, I, I think a lot of teams are going to – it's going to be such a different season, you know? Like – I mean, it, everybody's saying that in every league right now. Yeah, it's going to be a different world. Mm-hmm. The podcast is going to be my most social activity of my week now. Yeah, right. The the Earful of Dirt podcast is one of the most corona friendly. Maybe that's not the best way to phrase yeah, it. Right. Uh, <laughs> most sanitary podcast formats. Not COVID type stuff, but like the beer company. If you want to put your banner across the bottom, we we will take your money. In that case, we are corona friendly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I tried to give you guys some rugby. Uh, and update you on on where everything stands. As far as for us, we will try to get some other content out there, but um, I think we're taking a break for at least a couple of weeks. Um, probably won't, at least some, yeah, until the end of March, and then we'll try to we'll, we'll regroup, uh, put out an update if there is stuff to update. Otherwise... Look for a bunch of lineout stuff, um, and maybe uh, Liam yeah. starts pontificating on Earful of Fantasy. I was I was just going to say, um, look for Earful of Fantasy later this week um, as uh, free agency. Um, the new league year officially opens on when on Wednesday at at, uh, at four p.m. for the NFL. Uh, today at 12 p.m. noon, the illegal tampering uh, period officially opened for free agency. So me and Chris Maitland, we will be doing a report on that um, on Facebook, Earful of Fantasy, on Twitter, at EO Fantasy. Please uh, follow that if you're a fan of the NFL. You, you heard it here first. Stefan Diggs traded to the Bills. Oh, man. Don't, don't tell me. He, he's been tweeting cryptically, man. He like he tweeted something like, you know, ready for new beginnings. It's true. Or a, a first-round pick, a fifth-round pick, a sixth-round pick, and a 2021 fourth-round pick. So we, wait, 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 wait. That actually happened? Yeah. Wow. So the 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 talk about, like, I guess Houston, like, getting rid of David Johnson. Oh, damn. Sending – Sending a second rounder and David Johnson to Houston for DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth round. The, the worst trade. I'll I've, take that, man. I'll take that. Because he, David Johnson was not going to like come back to being David Johnson here. Just the way you, things were happening. And especially you considering that, you have Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde on that roster already. Do you, do you think that, you know, like in my family – Great for the Arizona Cardinals who needed a deep threat because none of those like eight rookies that Steve Kime drafted last year at wide receiver panned out. <laughs> and like, Isabella oh, didn't work Andy out. Man. I was like, dude, he's slow. Out of like, UMass. Top end speed. He's slow and he's short. Stop. My uh, like, every in every I'm in, every fitness league I'm in, we have a group chat. Uh, of all the managers or whatever, the owner, whatever you want to call them. And every time there's a trade made, 
usually the group just piles in on one of the GMs. It's like, what a terrible trade, you ass clown. Like, you're an idiot. Do you think in the NFL, the owners actually have a group thread where this happens? And, like, after this trade, they're just pouring in on Texas. Like, are you nuts with this trade? I hope so. I hope they have that too. Yeah, because on on one hand, you know, you you you're gonna have extra money now to pay Deshaun Watson next year. Him and Pat Mahomes are gonna reset the market, but but at the same time, the value you, that you're getting back, you're telling me you couldn't get a first round pick from anybody for DeAndre Hopkins. Exactly. Bullshit. <laughs> like, excuse my language. It's like, why would you move DeAndre Hopkins? Like, really? Because I mean, you wanted it's outside the AFC. But I'm, I don't know. Like the other move that I thought was interesting is where's um, Brady going? Uh, because uh, Vrabel, Bucks, the sure thing, it. the sure thing that people thought is like he was going to Tennessee. Well, Vrabel's like, nah. Hey, Ryan, here's a uh, twenty-four million dollars. You want to stay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a hundred eighteen million dollars total in in the deal for Ryan Tannehill, oh which you know, I mean, he, he earned it. He went out there and earned it. You know, uh, highest passer rating in the league last year. You know, c- coming in for twelve games in relief of Mariota. Mariota, who's actually going to be signing with the Raiders. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, what? So, oh, what's up with that Browns deal for Case Keenum? Eighteen million over depth, three years, ten million guaranteed. Depth, depth, similar, similar game style, to, similar game talking. style to Baker Mayfield. Um, yeah, just you know, m- mentor role. I, I, I think it's a good move by the Browns, al- along with bringing in, um, you know, J- Jack Conklin was it was a great pickup for them. Austin Hooper, decent pickup pairing him with David Njoku. I, I, I like the Browns' move so far. Some veteran leaders, though. But I, I like how every other league is like, we're canceled, we're shut down. This is a crisis. Like, go f- find your local charities. And I thought, like, hey, we got a new CBA and let's make some trades. Oh, man, <laughs> that CBA. Hey, I'm not sure I believe in 17 games, but uh, I guess we're going to get 17 games and seven teams in the playoffs next year. So, yep. Fire it up. Hell yeah, baby. More football. So Anyway, this has been your trailer for Earful of Fantasy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, thanks for listening and tuning in. And also thanks for everyone that's going to tune in on podcast on Wednesday. So uh, have a good week. As I said, uh, you know, earlier, uh, wash your hands, uh, eat your vegetables, take your vitamins, uh, work hard, and, uh, you know, love each other out there, people. Peace. On our way out, please note that all opinions expressed on this broadcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the beliefs or practices of Major League Rugby, its teams, or the league. Aaron Castro is employed by Major League Rugby. Liam Poach is employed by the New England Free Jacks. Their opinions are their own. Thank you for listening to Earful of Dirt, the Major League Rugby podcast. Connect with your hosts throughout the week on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Earful of Dirt. Or email your thoughts and questions to earfulofdirt at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week. Until then, get out there and enjoy some rugby.